we welcome you now to a true church perspective with Pastor G. Greg Lewis. All right, we uh, I told y'all that we would start uh, a fast uh, as a as a church body, and um, so I'm going to give you some pointers on fasting today. Uh, I did a message a while back. You can probably get it on the internet. Uh, well, you can definitely get it on our website. Uh, Biblical fasting. I think I did two parts. It was a two-part series back in 2013, and that can help you as well. But um, it's good to start a fast at the beginning of the year, and I'm gonna give you some reasons why it's good to start the fast. Not, I mean, not necessarily at the beginning of the year, but it's just you know we look at the beginning of the year as a beginning of something. So it's always good to start things off a certain way. And um, now you've got the holidays out of the way, and you know you probably put on a little weight you know, through the holidays, so it ain't going to hurt you to go on and push your plate back for a little while. Actually, it'll probably help you. Amen. Get them greens and chitlins out of you. Amen. Amen. Hopefully you stop eating chitlins. I just want to pray that you're going to stop. <laughs> Amen. Because anything smell like that ain't supposed to be cooked. That's supposed to be thrown away. It's the smell is telling you, throw me away. No, the, the smell is telling you, I was already thrown away. So... You can't really cook me because, hey man, that's some stinky stuff. Mm. So, but uh, some of y'all got some of that in your system or you have a lot of sweets and sugars and different things. So it's good sometimes to just cleanse yourself. But also we want to look at the spiritual aspect of fasting because it's very important. And we want to look to do a corporate fast, but the corporate fast, what I believe, now this is just what I believe for ABC, other churches differ. But the corporate fast, to me, is a fast based on people's health conditions, based on what you're able to do. I mean, if you're operating heavy machinery, you can't go five days and not eat anything. You're going to come back like Kunta Kente with no foot. You done sandblasted your foot off with a jackhammer. You can't operate a jackhammer five days without eating. You just can't. Amen. Jesus and the disciples, they weren't doing those kind of... When Jesus went on 40-day fast, he went away from everyone. Yeah. It is impossible. And I'm, I'm, just, I'm just being honest with you. For you to go that long with a, with a strenuous job, strain, you know, that kind of thing. It's just, I mean, people try to do it, but you don't want to jeopardize your health when you're trying to do something like fasting. Okay? Because you ain't trying to win a prize and merit something. Are y'all listening to me? So you know, you know, and... Now, don't, I don't want to say you know your limits because a fast is all about, the, you know, defying the limit. So you definitely want to defy the limit, but you don't want to die and try to give the, get church caught up in, in a lawsuit. <laughs> Amen. So I'd, I'd like to base it like if we, if we say we're going to do five days this week, which I'd like to do, starting Monday, we do five days, Monday through Friday, and... You know, if you can go Monday through Friday without anything, then you the bomb, do it. But if you have strenuous job or whatever, you may want to say, I'm going to go Monday through Friday. I'll probably do the first day. I believe the first day should be nothing. Okay? That's the day you do nothing. And then, you know, as the week progresses, you may can set a time that you're going to do it from this time to that time. Or you can set, you know, I'm just going to drink, uh, you know, juice or something in the morning or at night probably at night before you go to bed or something, just get something in you, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, but fasting is all about, you know, some, some people like, well, you know, I do it till I get hungry, but <laughs> don't do it. That's what you do every day. That's not a fast. 
I'm too hungry, man. I can't fast. I get too hungry. That's the whole point. The very fact that you have an O in that word tells me that you're out of control. Hungry. So that's the whole point. Yes, you're going to be hungry. Yes, your breath is going to be kicking. That's the whole point. That's the real fast when you can see your breath. You know. How you doing, brother? Oh, I see. Yes. God is... God is using you. <laughs> He's spelling words with your breath. Yes. Yeah, you, yeah, you're on the main line. Tell him what you want, not me. But we want to make sure that we uh, adjust to certain things. And uh, that's what the Bible tells us to do. So we want to go, if you can go five days, uh, go five days with nothing, then you do it. But if you want to adjust that, just know that ABC, the Adam and Believers Council, as a unified body, we're fasting five days. How about that? Okay. Now, I didn't check with anybody because that's ridiculous. Because a fast is a fast. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if you got to want it, man, you should have told me. I'd have ate all my chips in my... Because now I got to smell them over there. You you know, there is no warning. You just fast. You can't prepare it. Man, I'm getting ready for this fast. So I'm going to go, you know, like Catholics, I'm going to go and just... just, (laughs) Fat Tuesday. They do Fat Tuesday before Ash Wednesday. So they can go get just all the drunkenness and just indulge because they know they're going on a fast. That's foolishness. So we don't do that. So let's do five days this week, Monday through Friday. Cool? Amen. Amen. If you object, then you just object. But, and it's definitely optional. But as a body, let's do it because I believe that there are some things that we need from this fast, individually as well as the church collectively. We need God to do some things for us. Amen? We're growing at a pretty rapid rate, and so we need God's direction in everything that we're doing. So we want to make sure we put this before the Lord this week. Is that all right? And we're going to couple our fasting with fasting. Amen? Don't be, I'm going without eating, but you watching Equalizer every day. You might as well eat. Get your flesh is eating. Amen. So let, let's couple our fast with fasting. All right. So don't, you know, Wednesday come, you done lost enough weight to put on your hoochie suit. Then the, the, you just, you just canceled the fast. <laughs> Amen. Let's, let's behave ourselves and understand. So if we're going to fast, let's fast. Let's watch our intake. Amen. Don't be on the phone gossiping all week with that breath. (laughs) Amen. Just, I mean, that's then you just breaking your fast. We're going to deny our flesh things that our flesh normally gets. You got to tell people this because people don't know. They'll try to do it. They literally will try to do it. And then, man, how do you do it, man? I, you know, well, you, you got to, you got to have some sense about it. So let's go over some pointers right quick about fasting, these things are going to help you from now on because you don't just wait till the pastor say, this week we're going to fast. I mean, during the year, you know when you need to fast. Amen? And there are certain reasons why you need to fast. So, um, or, and, and you know you. So you know when your flesh is out of control. You know when there are things you want to hear God, hear from God about and you too fleshly, too carnal. Just, you know, sometimes just taking in the daily uh, cares of this life, uh, you know, over time will cause, cause the voice of the Lord to be silenced. 
and your faith to be shaken. And so sometimes you got to get in that place again and instruct your body and instruct your life uh, to line up with what God wants. And sometimes you got to deny yourself things in order for your flesh to, uh, in order to get your flesh's attention. Does that make sense? All right. The Bible gives indications of how we should fast. There are many examples in scripture of fasting by abstaining from food and drink for a time. So the main way of fasting, I know we have e-fast, which is electronic fast. You shut down Facebook for a while. You get off your computer. You stop, you know, listening to gay gospel artists for a while. You, uh, you know, all of these different ways you want to... <laughs> You want to, you know, you want to fast, stop watching movies, whatever it is that you're addicted to, you know, all those kind of things that, that's hard for you to stop. So I understand that. But the biblical fast always consisted of food and drink for a time because there's something about not eating and drinking that makes other stuff just not important. I mean, you can go on. I'm not going to listen to the radio fast. But if you stop eating that, that, that iPod looks like a sandwich. You ain't trying to hear nothing but commercials. <laughs> so, you know, the food is going to always break it down to the flesh. And, I mean, break it down to that level where nothing else is important. And so that's why in, in the Bible it was always food and drink for a time. Acts 27 and 33. And while the day was coming on, Paul besought them all to take meat. So this is after the fast. He was like, okay, y'all all about, y'all have, y'all have proven it. Y'all have done it. Now it's time to eat. He said, this day is the 14th day. So they were on a 14-day fast that they had tarried and continued fasting, having taken nothing. So they went on a nothing fast for 14 days. Fasting is a natural act that can position us for spiritual things. When our flesh is brought under our power, we can properly submit to God. You notice I said your flesh comes under your power. That's what the Bible says. Mortify the deeds of the flesh. That's you taking control of your flesh. You know when your flesh is out of control. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. And sometimes you have to take control of your flesh so you can offer it to God. Present your body. A what? Living sacrifice present your body that means you present your body that means you're in control of your body so you get under bring your flesh under your power and then submit to god ezra 8 and 21 then i proclaimed a fast there at the river of ahava that we might afflict ourselves before our god to seek our to seek of him a right way for us for our little ones and for all our substance so we're going to afflict ourselves before God so that we can put ourselves in the position to hear from him okay so we have to afflict ourselves sometimes to bring ourselves under our own power amen when they when they go get slaves they go get slaves with whips chains and guns they don't go ask them hey brother how would you like to do everything I say forever no they go whip them and beat them and and bring them under their power they seize them Amen? That's how you get a slave. Well, that's how you have to do your body. You got to beat your body. You got to afflict your body. And you afflict it by starving it. When your body's hungry, your body will listen to you. But yeah, so we got to afflict ourselves. Uh, <laughs> uh, and so we, uh, 
Ezra proclaimed a fast and he knew that that would afflict the people and get the people in position to where they could get the direction from God, seek the right way for us, for our little ones and for all of our substance. That makes sense. That's what a fast is all about. Amen. The act of denying ourselves is the only way we can manage our fleshly appetites. Denying ourselves starts with what? Food. But it must be exhibited in other areas of our daily walk. So you can't just stop food and do foolishness. So when we deny ourselves food, we have to deny ourselves all pleasures of the flesh, basically. Amen? Amen. So we avoid all things like that. We try our best to get in a place where God can hear us and God can use us and and we can hear from him. Amen. So that's why it starts with food. But every other area has to be under your subjection. Titus 2 and 12 teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust. We should live what? Soberly, righteously and godly in this present world. So this is the way we have to live. So sometimes you've got to go on a fast in order to bring your body under your subjection so you can deny ungodliness and worldly lust. Amen? Even ambition, selfish ambition that's driving somebody to be seen, to be known, to be famous, all of that. If you go on a good fast, you'll, you'll forget about all of that. None of that will become important to you. Some truths about fasting. We should never jeopardize our health by fasting. Amen. You're diabetic. Uh, you're on diabetes medication. Amen. This is not the time to test God. <laughs> it's not. You do that just on the regular basis. You don't wait till a fast and like, this is mine. I'm getting off everything. Amen. Use some. Amen. Use some. You've been on high blood medicine, high blood pressure medication. Amen. You just got to be careful how you stop these things, cold turkey and all that. Amen. So, do not jeopardize your health by fasting. Fasting should temper our flesh, not harm it. So, we got to be careful with that. If you're nursing a sickness or a cold or something like that, you got to be careful how you fast. Amen. What is it? Starve a cold and feed a fever? What is the saying? But uh, just <laughs> if you're sick, be careful how you fast. Because I, I definitely know if you're sick and nursing a cold, you got to stay hydrated. So you're going to have to drink something. Amen. Then I know that much from my bootleg doctor studies. Um, so you make sure that you stay hydrated. So you got to be careful with this. So uh, we're going to go these five days, but be very careful. Acts 27 and 34. Wherefore, I pray you to take some meat. And this is the continuation of what I read earlier. Paul says, I pray you take some meat for this is for your what? Help. For there shall not a hair fall from the head of any of you. So Paul is saying, so your hair don't fall out. You better eat something. This is for your health. You went 14 days, it's time to eat. So Paul is protecting the people's health. Amen. I know some of us came from churches that if you eat something during the fast, you are on your way to hell. They would scare you. What? You ate? You oh, Bring him up. Come on. Bring him to the altar. He ate. You know, and then a lot of times the pastors were sneaking and eating. Amen. They, man, oh, they, they had, I mean, now, you know, I'm, I'm, not all of them. Some of them are very sincere. But, man, you got to watch this stuff and be careful. You probably have never heard a pastor break it down like this, like making it optional and stuff. Optional? Oh, man, I'll never do it. 
<laughs> well, that's you and your demons. You deal with those, okay? That's you and your demons. Keep them at your house. Don't bring them in here. Never fast. Amen. That's because that's the first thing I ask folks. Man, I think I got some spiritual warfare going on. Ooh, ooh, I got some warfare going on. I say, hey, you been fasting and praying? Well, no. Well, then go do that. Don't keep me here for 18 hours trying to cast that junk out of you and you ain't fasting and praying. Ain't took no time to talk to the Lord. Don't bring that junk in here. It's like, dude, won't you go pray? <laughs> won't you go pray or something? Won't you get? Well, in the Bible days, they cast it out. It's like, dude, in the Bible... <laughs> in the Bible days, <laughs> they were walking up on people that didn't know the word. They didn't have the power of the Holy Ghost. Everybody didn't have it. Y'all understand what I'm saying? Now we got the word. We, got, we, can, read, we can bathe ourselves in the word. You read the word. You keep reading the word. Demons will come out of you without you even knowing they came out. Why would, the, why would a demon stay somewhere when they're being rejected? Right, yeah. A demon's only going to stay where he's wanted. That's right. I understand people want to show their power. Watch, I lay hands on them. I don't, I don't want to do that. I've done it, but I don't, I don't do it for a show. Amen. Amen. I ain't watching YouTube channels of folks casting demons out and demons talking. And if you're doing that, you need to quit. Why do you want to hand the demon the mic? Amen. That's that's a bad. That's a mistake. Amen. They already did that junk right. It's a mess going on right now in America because they handed some they handed the mic to the wrong person. I'm not gay no more. <laughs> wrong person, dude. You keep that microphone, man. Don't be passing the mic like Ike Turner. I want to hear what the, we don't want to hear it. But no, but, but that's the truth. So anybody trying to watch it be entertained by demons. Amen. I already talked, man, if a demon manifests in here, we taking you out. We're going to deal with you in private. And most of the time you take them in private, demon just stop. Oh, man. <laughs> ain't, nobody, ain't nobody here to see it. They don't even manifest. There's nobody here to see it. Remember, I went to this one church. It was, it was a thriller video in there. Grizzly grooms from every doom was cu- closing in to seal our doom. And me and Amos in there, every demon, it, it just... Everybody manifested at once. It was just, it was chaos and crazy. So I looked over, I had some preachers with me, and looked over, they was hiding. It's like, oh man, y'all supposed to be my boys. <laughs> so I was on my own. So I was running over here, and the people that was working off was trying to make everybody speak in tongues. Why are you making a demon speak in tongues? All the demons laughing while they're speaking in tongues. So I just grabbed the mic, I said, everybody shut up! I said, everybody, everybody just shut up, everybody stop! And everything just stopped. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Power of the Holy Ghost. And I was like, this is just, a, every, every demon was just showing out. They just, every, you know, they, they, they like attention. That's when I began to realize, man, this is not the place to be in the microphone. So that's when I stopped. When I pray for people and stuff on the altar, I don't use a mic. I'm like, man, take the mic away from me. I don't need people to hear me. You know, so I can look, because that's all it's about. I can look like something, basically. What's your name? Oh, raw. That ain't your name. Amen. So we want to make sure that we keep our flesh under subjection so we don't have to deal with raw living in us and spirits and stuff. Amen. Because if you go, if, if you fast and you pray and you seek God, stuff is not going to live in your life. No demon walking around fasting with you. 
got to hear you praying and reading the word all the time. What kind of demon is that? He'd be like, oh, man, I'm, I'm finding me somewhere else. And he's going to go to somebody that's never doing it. Oh, there's enough carnal Christians. Yes. Yeah, a demon ain't trying to get in anybody that's not calling themselves a Christian. He has no job then. He want to get in some, somebody that's calling themselves a Christian. So he can make them into a liar. We must make sure we are not fasting for attention. Oh, see, the Catholic Church purposely did this whole ash thing. Putting the ash on their forehead so they can walk around and show everyone. That's the opposite of the Bible. Oh, brother, you fasting. Yeah, I got to see. Gosh. It's very easy to turn a fast with good intentions into a show of religion. Amen. We had a young man a couple of years ago. Just, I mean, I don't know when he wasn't on a fast. Always fasting. Just, I mean, breath smelled like he, his tongue was an old dirty sock. I mean, he was just, just body just rotten. And I was like, dude. I said, you know, he walk in. I said, man, how you doing? <laughs> you <all right? laughs> Dude, man. Man, here's some chips or something, dude. Graham, cracker, dude. But he want everybody to see it. He want everybody to see it. It's like, man, I saw you kind of praising the Lord. You know, I don't have much strength. Just kind of gotta just. No, we don't fast for attention. When you get to that point where you can barely walk and you see three of everything, it's time to stop. <laughs> How you doing, brother? <laughs> but it's easy to turn. You had good intentions. You had good intentions, but then it turned into something that people could make you feel like you're special. That brother's always on the fast. Yes, I am. And his breath is always kicking. Because that's all it's going to be. You're just going to, you know, you're going to just get the show and everybody clap for you. And, oh, look at him. Oh, he's thinning out. For Jesus. Moreover, when you fast, be not as the hypocrites of a sad countenance, for they disfigure their faces, put ash on it, that they may appear unto men to fast. Verily I say unto you, that's all they'll ever get. So, brother, you humped over about to pass out, that's your reward. We should never be overt, overly confident in what we will hear or receive from God after a fast. Y'all, that's important. Overly confident for we're going to hear God. So I'm going to go on this fast and I'm going to hear him. And he's going to tell me this and that. Yeah. Most of the time when you finish, you're going to hear the words of a demon. A spirit of religion is going to come. Because you're fasting for the wrong thing. You should be fasting for the truth of the word while you're coupling it with praying and reading the word. You don't just stop eating for 30 days and just, you know, I'm just going to, any voice I hear, you're going to be able to hear every voice. So if you don't couple it with the word of God in prayer, ain't no telling what you might hear. See, it's the word and the prayer. That's why in the Bible, whenever it mentioned fasting, it always mentioned fasting and praying. You got to keep God involved in that process. You ain't no Buddha, Buddhist purification of the flesh and I'm just going to go 30 days with nothing. No, you better put the word in there. Or you'll be at the end of the fast. God told me and he showed me and he showed me. And he told me, and ain't nothing he showed you and told you lined up with the word. Are y'all listening to me? Man, this is so important right here. Fasting benefits us by killing desires. 
not enhancing them. So if you got a carnal desire before you fast, the fast is to get the carnal desire out. Not for you to fast so you can get what the carnal desire was. I need, I, I want that new Cadillac. Ooh, I'm going on a fast. I'm going on a fast. I ain't need nothing. What? You going to fast for a Cadillac? No, y'all are laughing and people do it. They fast for carnal desires. I got to get me a man. I've been single too long. I'm going on a fast. And then at the end of the fast, Woodrow show up. There he is. That's him. Woodrow say, hey, can I take you out to dinner? Yes. He's the one. No, you're just hungry. You're hungry. You'll go with anybody. <laughs> you just fasted. And we have to realize, so the carnal desires are being killed by the fast, not enhanced by them. When we enter a fast with a preconceived idea of what God will speak to us, then we set ourselves up for voices that may not be from God. When you come from a fast, you're just ready to receive whatever God wants. See, I, I can't get an amen on that. Yeah. You're fasting because you don't know what he's going to say. You're fasting because you don't know if you should do this or not. Gene fasting, so he'll say, yes, look at me, Lord. Come on. <laughs> I didn't eat for you. We set ourselves up like that. Matthew 4 and 2. And when they had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, Jesus had fasted 40 days for a night. He was after his hunger. And that's when the devil came to him and said, make yourself some food. So the devil tempted him after he had gone that distance fasting. And that, that, that tells me that, I mean, this is Jesus. So I tell me, as soon as we finish a fast, the devil is there. And he wants to pose as something that he's not. And cause us to do something that we shouldn't. I deal with this probably more than everybody. The spirit of religion and a false prophet. Those are the two spirits that always come at the end of a fast. They come to either make you think you're something special and got a word for everybody. Or they'll come to you and bring you a false word that's not true. And you think it's God because you fasted. Man, but I heard it. I thought we went on that fast. Yeah, but you, you, you didn't have, first of all, you didn't fast with the word and prayer to God. You didn't fast the right way. And then, you know, when people buy themselves in their mind and they're not under leadership, under a church, they don't fellowship with other believers, man, their mind is everywhere. They come out of a fast thinking, man, God told me and showed me about everything. Because you don't have anybody to guide you. Hey, man, that's okay. Y'all don't have to listen to this. But I experience it all the time. Folks come off the fast or whatever, call EX ministry. Start looking for, man, God told me to seek you out. I have a word for you. No, you don't. Amen. Biblical examples of when to fast. This is what happened in the Bible. You can go look these scriptures up yourselves. I purposely didn't put them up here because I want you to go look them up while you're fasting. First reason, when people have, are being selected for ministry positions or ordained for service in the church, this is what they did in the book of Acts. The Bible says that they would pray and fast before they would select people uh, or, or ordain people for service in the church. So it's a good time to do it. That way you can make sure you're picking the right person. Amen. Number two, when we eat is interceding for God's people. So whether this is family members or, or others, sometimes it's good to fast so you can make sure that your desire for them to come to the truth of whatever is not a carnal desire as well. Do you know that that could be a carnal desire because you, you know, you want them to hear the truth, but you want them to hear it your way. 
You, you, you in opposition of them because of the way they treated you when you was young. So you using the truth to get back at them. Oh, I see. I can't get amens on that point. But yeah, a lot of people do that. A lot of people come here to EX Ministries running from something. Got into a fight with their parent. Man, they just won't get the truth, man. I talk to them all the time. They just won't get the truth. Well, dude, that's your family. So it ain't even about the truth. Right. It should be about family right. with your family. Yes, sir. Right. Just let it be about family. Right. Yes, sir. Amen. And go, go fast and pray before you start praying. God, help them. Help them, Lord. Help them. Even if you got to kill them, Lord, help them. <laughs> what? you need to go on a fast because your intentions are wrong because you're upset, you're hurt, you're carrying wrath, you're carrying something and the the fast will help help you uh, get rid of that amen? Three, humbling and chastening yourself, this is when you have to humble yourself, if you got too much pride, you know you got too much pride because can't nobody tell you nothing amen, you think you're better than you really are you're the only one that thinks that no one else does that's pride. Yeah, it's you. You think you're the bomb. You know you're the bomb. You're always talking yourself up. You're always defending yourself. You're always... Under- well, then you need to go on a fast to humble yourself. Amen! And then chasing yourself. When you know that you... Woo! You know you got the can't help it. And your flesh is out of control. Go on a fast. That'll stop it. Number four. Seeking God's direction. So you want to hear God plainly about something, go on a fast. But when you go on a fast, don't fast just because you're trying to hear that specific thing. Fast because you just want God closer. Let God decide what you need to know when you need to know it. Yeah, because if you've been putting that demand on, I'm going to fast, not that it's fast, he's going to tell me X, Y, Z. Devil's going to tell you X, Y, Z after the fast. But if you just get close to God, God may not want to even tell you that. There may be something behind it, in front of it, around it, that's even better. And you don't even have to deal with that. You see what I'm saying? You don't know. So you just, I, I just want God. Can I just have God? I don't want God on a contingency and I don't want him on my terms. I just want God. I've been on fast, trying to fast for a certain thing and then get to get in the fast and God tell me, I say, you'll never hear what I'm saying with that friend. That person was put in your life, assigned to your life to stop everything. I'm like, I wouldn't even fasten for that. But thank you, Lord. Yeah. But just because I was fasting for just to get closer to God, God began to show me things I didn't even know. Exceedingly, abundantly, above what? Oh. Number five, healing and purification of the body. Amen. Chitlins. <laughs> Go on a chitlin list fast. Get rid of stuff, toxins out of your body. And then healing. Healing for your body. You can actually fast for healing for your body. Yeah, they used to do it. I mean, well, the Eastern religions and stuff, they still do that. But sometimes you can go on a water, you know, have a water day. I'm just going to drink water today. You know, well, I've been feeling kind of funny, sick in my stomach. I've been getting lightheaded. I've been getting, sometimes a water fast would just knock that right on out. You just got too many toxins in your body. Quit, quit going for the medicine cabinet all the time. Hey, Amen. How are you going to go for the medicine cabinet and you putting everything in the, in the house in your greens? There's stuff floating in your greens that's swimming. It's alive. Walking around in your greens. <laughs> then, oh man, I'm a little sick. What you eat? Well, we had a crab ball last night. Man. Crab? Sea roaches? Are you worried about? 
crawfish ball. Yeah, we was just eating them crawfish, man. But man, ever since then, my stomach. I'm just telling you, healing and purification, a lot of the stuff that's wrong with us, aching in your joints. Man, my joints are achy and I'm just 25. What's wrong with me? Why are my joints achy? Well, that's the cholesterol poison and the toxins of, those, of that shellfish. If you eat a lot of shellfish, it's going to go right into your joints. It's toxins. Yeah, it builds up and then it makes those little gas bubbles and the gas pockets in your muscles. And that, that, that junk hurts. So, number six, a good reason to fast. Deliverance from oppression of evil spirits. Like I said, an evil spirit is not going to dwell where he's not wanted, where it's not wanted. It's going to leave if it's not wanted. So if you go on a fast, pray a couple it with prayer and reading the word, deliverance from the oppression of evil spirits. Some of you got generational stuff sent by your family. Amen. Some of you told your family, I'm moving to Texas. I see y'all. Boy, they went and got a big old pot. <laughs> Hold on. I got to send something with you. Now, you just go ahead. It'll catch up. <laughs> when I bring this to a ball, you're going to hear some hollering and something. <laughs> so, to stop being oppressed by these evil spirits and different things, we go on a fast. And these scriptures are going to help you this week. So, make sure you look them, look them up. Summary. Fasting is beneficial, which makes it mandatory for self-control. However, we cannot totally rely on fasting to deny our flesh, but we must practice what? Good decision-making and living habits. Amen? Don't just try to fast every time you're crazy. Won't you just work on stop being crazy? Also, believers should never substitute reading and hearing the word with constant fasting. We must maintain balance when it comes to fasting and our personal health. We must also keep in mind that there is no way to atone for our sins or sins of others. Jesus has made atonement for sin, so fasting cannot be considered a sacrificial act. You are not sacrificing anything. Fasting is an act of denying our flesh and putting us in a better place to serve God and doing his will instead of our own. Fasting coupled with prayer makes us better followers of God and helps us to grow in him, Mark 8 and 2, I have compassion on the multitude because they have now been with me three days and have nothing to eat. This is right before the loaves and the fishes. They had fa fasted with Jesus. And if I send them away fasting to their own houses, they will faint by the way. For divers of them came from far. So this is God protecting their health. Jesus trying to keep a balance here. So let me go ahead and feed them since they're leaving. They're going to need energy to go back to their places. Some of them live far. So we got to make sure they get enough to eat. Y'all understand what I'm saying? So this just brings balance to it. I wanted to be able to do that for you this morning. Everyone stand to your feet. You've been listening to A True Church Perspective from G. Craig Lewis, founder of EX Ministries and pastor of Adamant Believers Council in Grand Prairie, Texas. If this message has been a blessing to you and you would like to be a financial blessing to us, please send your donation to EX Ministries, P.O. Box 24870, Fort Worth, Texas, 76124, or donate online at www.exministries.com. Dot com.